Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your true crime, cult, conspiracy, encrypted podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Danielle. And I have a cold. So if I cough, I am really sorry. I've actually been very little cough and a lot, like, just stuffy. But so, now, now, that now that I said, said it, it, you're going to cough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just apologies in advance. Um. Yeah. Well, beginning of school, so... Exactly. And I am like, I took Friday off because I woke up and just was like, couldn't breathe and was like, I'm with littles this year. So there's a lot more like holding their hand and they want to hug you all the time. And one of mine went home, excuse me, with COVID. And so I tested, I'm negative. But that was like my big concern was that it was actually going to be COVID. But so I took Friday and I'm feeling so much better that's good so i'm really glad i did that because i don't think i would have i would feel this good if i hadn't just stayed home and slept for longer well there you go so already taking days off it's been two weeks yeah (laughs) i haven't taken a sick day like ever see and i usually don't either and i i think that's because i never took them when i was in school that's the thing I feel like, I mean, it's not always, like, the best decision right? to not take sick days. But right. for me, I'm like, eh, I'd rather save my PTO because our sick days and PTO are wrapped into one. Right, so, and mine isn't. And I'm like, I'm not going to waste a day off at, like, home especially, when I have a cold. Like well, if, especially if, had, like, if you're flu, working from home, right? If I had, like, the flu, like, obviously that would be different or yeah. fever. But if I just have a cold, it's like, I'm going to tough it out. Right. And I usually do. But I was just like, why am I doing that? Why, that's stupid. I, I have sick days that I can only use as sick, day, sick days. And, like, 90% of my coworkers have family. So they can use those when their kids are sick or their spouse is sick or whatever. And I, I don't have that. So I'm like, I might as well just use it. Yeah. And not get anybody else sick. And, I mean, I woke up with just, like, the worst sore throat and was just, like, miserable. And I was like, why? Yeah. You know, why? Yeah. Um, My Vikings are already breaking my heart. I know. I'm really sorry. Yes. I don't know what you <laughs> expected. It's a Minnesota sports team. Are you, they were, <laughs> like, 9-1 and one last year. That's, That's true. That's like, fair beginning of the season that's true i'm trying not to like totally write them off it's still early maybe they're still getting their groove you know they have a really hard schedule this year that's the only thing that's making me nervous it's like play really hard teams okay i was like that means like pretty much nothing yeah (laughs) i'm just like i don't even know when they'll win their first game but it's okay well not really we'll do some witchcraft for them later (laughs) that'd be nice yeah um Buy some crystals. I guess. Cute little place in town. I'll just say what I always say. Maybe the wild will surprise us. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know what? They certainly surprised us in the playoffs last year when they sucked. Well, that's not true. They always suck in the playoffs. This was especially embarrassing last year, I thought. Because, like, our highest scoring player, like, made, like, two goals in the whole series. It was like, what is is happening? Who Who are these guys? So... If your team's doing good, good for you. But don't tell us about it because we don't want to hear it. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That's all I got to talk about. Well, yeah. I think that's pretty much it for me, too. Okay. Um, speaking of football, 
do you remember how your episode last week and i was like oh you gave me a story idea yes so yeah um i decided to do it yes. but i'm doing two stories okay because the one i was gonna do didn't end up being super long so okay um yeah so i'm i'm doing a little sports themed a story okay and uh we got some true crime stories that revolve our midwestern football teams Ooh. um so yeah really quick do you know the lore about our family and sports teams like our family specifically yeah no allegedly our great grandpa played for the leatherheads oh yeah yeah yeah. so like that was like the first like minor league football team that like evolved into the viking why are you saying allegedly because i've never actually seen like a roster with his name on it oh so i don't know if that's actually true or not i feel like it'd be very easy to like cooperate corroborate yeah yeah probably Hmm. maybe i'll do it while you're talking is that okay do you care if i look it up you can go for it okay cool um okay i'm still listening i promise so we're gonna start this story um with my first story is gonna be about about xavier um babudar um xavier is also known to loyal kansas city chiefs fans as chiefsaholic have you heard this story before no he earned the nickname for after attending nearly every single chiefs football game both at home and away always wearing a full wolf costume with like some like chiefs gear on top of it um he also ran a popular social media account under the uh, tag at chiefsaholic and often got a lot of broadcast time on television he was like very well known in the like chiefs fandom like okay if you're a chiefs fan you knew who, who this chiefsaholic guy was. was okay um i don't know if they knew like they didn't know like his real identity i don't think but they knew who he he was um now i'm sure you can assume but going to every home football game on its own would be expensive but add in the cost of going to the away games as well where you have to pay for transportation and accommodation um just adds to it but lucky for xavier he ran a very successful warehouse business across the midwest which allowed him to be able to live this like high-flying lifestyle um, but unfortunately for Xavier, things came crashing down on him when on December 16th, 2022, he was arrested in Tulsa, Oklahoma after fleeing the Tulsa Teachers Credit Union on bike in his possession. I'm sorry, on a bike. Yeah. Like the kind that you pedal, not a motorcycle, yeah. right? Oh my God. In his possession, police found $150,000 in cash and a BB gun. Um, that's right. The chief Saholic was actually funding his lifestyle by robbing banks and credit unions across the Midwest. Stop it. <laughs> Three miles away from where Xavier was arrested, his car was found in a gym parking lot. Inside the car was bedding slips and bank paperwork with Xavier's name on them, as well as tens of thousands of dollars in deposit memos. This discovery led the FBI to do a little bit more digging on Xavier, and what they found was that he was responsible for six robberies in Iowa, Tennessee, Nebraska, and Oklahoma, as well as two different failed robberies in our home state of Minnesota. 
Um, he then would launder the money through Midwestern casinos and use the proceeds to attend both home and away Chiefs games. Now, if that isn't fan dedication, I don't know what For is. For real. <laughs> like, I love this team so much. I'm going to become a career criminal. I'm going to become a, a, a felon. A, a bank <laughs> slash credit union robber to fund oh my, God. my Chiefsaholic lifestyle. <laughs> um. The robberies occurred over a nine-month stretch between March of 2022 and ending in December of 2022. Authorities allege that he stole more than $695,000. In his biggest robbery, prosecutors say Xavier stole $303,845. I said that right, right? Yes. God, saying numbers I know. is hard. Some, sometimes I double-check with mom before I read them on air. I'm yeah. like... This I'm saying this correctly, right? <laughs> um, from the First Class Community Credit Union in West Des Moines, Iowa, on July 13th, 2022. Seems like he mainly robbed credit unions. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Interesting. Well, yeah, because you would think... I'm thinking, like, maybe the penalty is different if it's a credit union, or maybe he understood... I don't know. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, the two that he attempted to rob in Minnesota were um, both in like Apple Valley, Bloomington, and it was a highway and a royal credit union. You should have asked dad if he'd worked with either of those before. Cause he I might know have. he has worked with highway for sure. Because that would have been kind of a interesting little connection. Yeah. Not that it matters, but like, just um, cool. He allegedly jumped on a teller counter holding what appeared to be a firearm and demanded big employees open the vault. Some of that money was deposited straight into his bank account, while the rest of it was laundered through casino chips in Missouri and Illinois. After Xavier was charged in December of 2022, he was released on bond in February of 2023. And just a month later, in late March, he removed his ankle monitor and fled the state. He had just received a $100,000 check from an Illinois sports book for betting on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl and for Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes to win Super Bowl MP- MVP, which they both, like, they won and that came true. So, um, I'm just flabbergasted. Yeah. He was on the run for three whole months before he Whoa. was arrested near Sacramento, California on July 7th of 2023. So, just couple months ago holy crap um good for him yeah like that in with cameras and shit today that's not easy to do yeah he is officially charged with three counts of armed bank robbery one count of bank theft 11 counts of money laundering and four counts of transporting stolen goods or stolen property across state lines because that would be like when he would take the money yeah okay yeah um just one little last kind of crazy little caveat to this is that um, when he was first arrested in December of 2022, um, Kansas City Chiefs fans actually noticed his disappearance from games and like they were concerned that something had like actually happened to him. Oh my God. And so that was how like I had first heard about the story last year is like people weren't concerned that he was like missing basically, but it was just turned out that he had been arrested. arrested yeah that's nuts isn't it that's crazy yeah so oh my god can you imagine like being so well known for something so obscure that the minute you're not there people are like 
Hmm. Something's wrong. Yeah. That's crazy to me. That's that just blows my mind. Right. Pretty funny actually. Well, it's not funny, but it's like It's like, "Oh, damn." Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah, I got you. Um, okay. So that is the story of the Chiefsaholic. I never heard that. Robert, I, I never heard that. Yeah. Um, pretty crazy. Well, and how's that for him cuz he was still in jail when the when they won, wasn't he? No, he was out. Oh, of bond. he was out. Okay. So did he did he get to go to the game? No. Was he at doubt the game? It. I doubt it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so mean? I'm assuming he was on like of house like arrest because he had an ankle monitor. Yeah. Wouldn't it just be like just the meanest thing though if they're like you can go anywhere you want in the state except for where the the football team is playing? That's the only place you can't be. Yeah. Like, because that's like all he cares about, right? Yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah, the Super Bowl was in Phoenix last year, but. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Who knows? Maybe he... Oh, no, he wasn't there. I was going to say maybe he was there, but he took off after. After, yeah. So never mind. Um, Okay. So the next story I'm going to be talking about is um, the story of Bounty Gate. Have you heard of this? No. Um, Many Minnesota Vikings fans do know about Bounty Gate. So I'm sure as soon as I said that, they were like, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm. Um, and it's honestly the reason we still hate Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints to this day. So this story is mainly about the New Orleans Saints, but it was it kind of came to head like because of the Minnesota Vikings. So okay. that's our Midwestern connection. You know what? You make those connections however you want. It's your podcast, right? Yeah. And then I put the North Remembers. <laughs> you know, from that's like gonna, Game that of Thrones. Should be, that should be the name of the episode. I want to get more creative with our episode names. I think it'd be fun. Okay, you can put it as the North but Remembers. The North Remembers. I can, that's pretty dope. Um, so between the 2009 and 2012 playoff season, so beginning of 2009 to end of 2012 playoff season. Okay, so like the three seasons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the New Orleans Saints uh, were found by the National Football League to have paid out bonuses or quote-unquote bounties to their players for injuring players on the opposing teams. Oh, my God. In one particularly rough game against our very own Minnesota Vikings, um, which I believe was in the uh, playoffs, 2009 playoffs, Okay. Um, it was found that a bounty had been put on that Minnesota Vikings quarterback, Brett Favre. Oh, that's uh, that's right. He played for us for, like, what, two seasons? A couple or one? seasons, yeah. yeah. Okay. The Vikings organization um, was particularly angry with Saints defensive end Bobby McCray and defensive tackle Remy Aodelli um, when they knocked Favre to the ground with a high-low hit where McCray mm. hit below the knees and took Favre out of the game for a short period of time with an ankle injury. So... So that's like when one hits it's up high. by the shoulders and then the other, and like from opposite from directions, opposite directions right? yeah. Oh, oh God. Um, maybe but I, that sh- would should do... I post a video of the hit? <laughs> yes. But, and what that would do to your body is just got to be so fucked up. When he right? wasn't young either at that no. point. No. But yeah. Um, I mean, by football standards, I suppose. <laughs> right. Vikings head coach at the time, Brad Childress. Later said that he believed that there were about 13 instances in one game where he felt the Saints deliberately went after Favre. Vikings' own um, owner, which is, this is na- a name I'm never going to get right. It's Z-Y-G-I. Zygi? Z- I would say guy. Zygi. Zygi Wilf. Um, went as far to complain to the league about the beating 
Favre took, but at this time, no action was taken. Yeah. So my question is, because I, I don't know football, the point of the of going after something is you're supposed to be going after the ball, correct? Not the person that has the ball. Yeah. Is that the idea? Right. Okay. Well, because like... It's kind of, I mean, I guess it's a little bit one and the same, right? Like, Well, because like, otherwise, why is it target? Why would it be targeting? So like, instead of going for you, like, I want to get the ball from you. So I'm going to go after the ball. So it, if you don't have the ball, I'm not going to continue to go after you. I'm going right. to go after the ball. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. So that's more what I meant because I was okay, like, yeah, I don't the understand. The way I heard you is like like instead like if a person had the ball instead of like you would try to go for the ball if the person oh no 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 i I meant like yeah wherever the ball is in play that's who you're going for right so i'm not going to continue to go after brett Favre if he's already thrown the ball yeah unless you're already like in motion yeah Yeah. like if i'm already like halfway through the tackle i'm not going to stop the tackle obviously like that would be really hard to do right okay that's what i i wanted to make sure i understood um yeah thank you so, in 2010, an investigation was done, but it took two years to complete, hence the 2012, under the 2012 season. Okay. On March 2nd, 2012, the NFL announced that it had evidence that defensive coordinator Greg Williams had created a program soon after his arrival to the Saints in 2009 to knock off opposing players, and that between 22 and 23 Saints players were involved. Holy shit. Williams, isn't that like half your team? Because isn't that like, like 40 some? Yeah, I think. Team? Yeah. Okay. Williams and their players pooled together their own money to pay out performance bonuses, is what they hold those. In the case of the Minnesota Vikings game, it was found that Saints um, LB, linebacker, mm-hmm. Jonathan Vilma, allegedly put a $10,000 bounty on quarterback Brett Favre. That's a lot of money. <laughs> That's so fucked up. I know. Like, I can't... What kind of malicious asshole do you have to be to, like put a bounty out on something to hope that someone's going to get hurt and you could potentially end their career. Yeah. Like what kind of dickhead do you have to be to do that? Like I'm, I'm not even a football person. I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. I'm so that's so why mad. Minnesota Vikings fans hate the same. That's why like I when mean, that Minnesota miracle fair. play happened, you know? Yeah, yeah. 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 And it was against the saints. It was like, we were like redemption. You. Yeah. <laughs> um, the investigation also found that saints head coach Sean Payton tried to cover up this game and that he and general manager Mickey Loomis, Failed to shut the program down when ordered to do so by team owner Tom Benson. So at least the team owner was like, um, this isn't right. But at the same time, it's like, it's so But he didn't really do any follow seasons. through. Yeah. Yeah. There was no follow through. So like, was it more like a cover my ass? I'm going to, oh, I'm going to tell you to shut it down, but I'm not going to actually make sure you do it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, the system had different payouts for different things. For example, during the regular season, players were paid bonuses for, quote, card-offs and knockouts. So for a card-off where the player had to be carted off the field. Cart. 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 Yeah. I heard card. Oh, cart. And I was cart like, off. what the fuck is that? Got it. Cart. Got it. Um, where the player had to be carted off the field, um, that player would receive $1,000. And for a knockout, they would receive 1500 Oh, my God. Um, so a knockout, obviously, is when they can't. They don't come back. Um, players were encouraged to put that money back into the pot so that the longer the season went on, the higher the payouts would be. At one time, it was said that the Saints bounty on Favre actually reached up to $35,000. After the NFL concluded their investigation, the Saints received many sanctions. First, defensive coordinator Williams was suspended indefinitely and was banned from applying for a reinstatement until the end of the 
this says 2012 but i think it was 2013 season that's it because yeah if they did their investigation at the end and it ended and it in came out at 20, 2012 yeah yeah 13 would make more sense yep head coach sean payton was suspended for the entire 2013 season um the saints also lost some of their draft picks for the 2012 and 2013 years so the draft obviously happens like after the season so that yeah makes sense um and the organization was fired fined five hundred thousand dollars on may 2nd 2012 the nfl suspended four saints players for the involvement in the bounty scandal uh vilma was suspended for the entire 2012 2013 season sorry yep i don't everything on here is 2012 but that's weird makes sense um although some believed he should have gotten a lifetime ban uh, defensive tackle Anthony Hargrove was suspended for eight games. Uh, defensive end Will Smith was suspended for four games. And linebacker Scott Fujita was suspended for three games. Some of the players that were targeted by the Saints did think about going after the players illegally. Um, however, I'm unsure if that ever actually happened. I don't think it ever did. Um, I, but yeah. I feel like all of those punishments are way too light. In, yeah. in my opinion and like and i don't know if maybe the, i'm looking at it be- at a different perspective because i don't i'm not a football person yeah but like i'm thinking about it in, in a hockey kind of stance with like how how shitty suitor was to us during the, the player playoffs yeah. last year he shouldn't have been able to play again he was playing so cheap that he should have been suspended for that whole series right like that's how i felt about it because mm-hmm. like this isn't just somebody's livelihood and like i know we pay athletes like a shit ton and and in my opinion more than we should but that's not the point i i just feel like if you're intentionally doing something to hurt somebody the chances of that going so bad are just so high yeah because you're these are not small men these are not high schoolers these are professional athletes that could literally kill or paralyze somebody right and i just feel like i hope they learned their lesson and i hope that like the punishment was enough but it just doesn't feel like enough to say like oh you're out for eight games Ooh, yeah Ooh, eight games you know yeah so i don't know i just it just it's it's so icky it's so gross yeah um, and obviously, like, a lot of other teams, like, they, the other one they really mentioned was the um, Arizona Cardinals. They went after their quarterback quite hard, too. Kurt okay. Warner was their quarterback. And he actually ended up, like, being knocked out of the game, and then he ended up retiring right after that, so. See, and that, and that's what I'm, like, if he hadn't been knocked out of the game, would he have retired? Yeah, I don't would know. Would he have played another season? Maybe, I don't know. I guess you know, that's, like. Yeah. yeah that was career ending for him right so and that's not okay you only got eight game suspension give me a break so yeah um pretty crazy stuff happening with that that is that's not i can't believe i never heard of that bounty gate yeah i mean to be fair have you heard of deflate gate yeah i have okay okay um i posted a really funny picture of sieva with her deflated football Mm. uh, like a year and a half later and i was like deflate gate 2024 or 2020 or whatever Twenty twenty. 2016 or whatever whatever it was yeah yeah and i thought it was very funny that is funny <laughs> maybe i'll post that picture because i did a serious appreciation post so i feel yeah. like siva also deserves one yeah so pretty fucked up um and yeah i just don't think we need to be encouraging that 
I mean, oh, football is already a violent game. It doesn't right. need to be made more violent than it is. And I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I love the violence of football. Like, obviously, it's... Well, and, and that's... And hockey, too. I right? was going to say, that's like, one of the yeah. reasons we love hockey, right? Is, like, like the fights and the... each other in the face. And yeah. It's fun and, to watch. But, you know, but also... At the same time, you don't need to make it any worse than uh, right, it already is right like you don't need to intentionally trying to yep i agree completely like like what you want to break this guy's leg and then he's got problems for the rest of his life yeah like that's why i'm so mad fucked. that it was only eight games yeah. like it just doesn't seem enough you don't think the punishment fits the crime right exactly um so my sources were kansascity.com theathletic.com newyorktimes.com wikipedia and espn.com um yeah that's all i have all right our socials are mw madness podcast on instagram that is also our gmail and then it's midwest madness podcast on facebook that's our group cool well we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we will talk to you guys next tuesday Bye.